Veritas Wealth is an independent financial planning business focused on managing wealth. In this series, we share hard-earned insights gained through years of experience at the cutting edge of financial planning. Welcome to Veritas Wealth, everyone. I'm Rick Brezdanks, and joining me is Barry Omani. Today, we are going to be chatting about something Barry and I know pretty well. It's the topic of lifestyle financial planning, also known as life planning or life-centered planning. Life-centered planning is where your life is at the center of decision-making, as opposed to money-centered planning, where the money is at the center of financial decision-making. Life-centered planning is something we at Veritas practice daily. It's part of our DNA, and it forms the very essence of what our business is built on. We hope that in today's conversation, you will have your questions answered around the work that we do, and you will hear helpful information that you can apply to your own financial planning decisions, both now and into the future. So, Barry, let's unwrap lifestyle financial planning then. My first question to you is this. You're at a dinner party. How do you explain your profession when someone asks you what it is that you do? Well, when that happens, I can often see my wife in the corner of my eye reaching for a bottle going, <laughs> oh, here we go. But I think the first thing to point out, Rick, is when does somebody actually go to see a financial planner? Yes. Okay. That's a great place to start the conversation. So maybe you can share from your experience, when typically do people approach us for help or advice? Typically, what happens is that some life event actually happens a life event which always kicks into a financial event. And it could be that somebody actually has passed away and you've inherited money. It could be that you've retired, that you have sold a house, that you've sold a business. Uh, it could be that you've got a big bonus or a share scheme is paid out and whatever else. So, so there are life events and career events that take place and that normally brings you into a financial planning office. I think for us being in the financial industry, Talking finance comes second nature, but we do experience people being really nervous to approach us to talk about their finances, don't we? This is often where financial planners just don't fully appreciate how daunting it is to walk into a financial planner's or an investment office. And I think there's like a primal fear that people actually have because they are actually very vulnerable in that moment. So Barry, what are people's fears around approaching a financial expert? You know, this is a big sum of money for them. And, and there is a genuine fear that they actually could get robbed at this point or they're about to make a terrible mistake. So they're trying to work out, first of all, is this person actually trustworthy? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And I understand those types of fears. It's very natural to have concerns, especially around who you can trust with your money. What other concerns do people have around approaching a financial planner? In, in their meeting, they're trying to work out, like, will I actually get on with these people? They're obviously looking for good performance, good investment returns, superior investment returns, depending on the, the people themselves. Now, typically, um, what happens in that meeting, the traditional way of doing it, is that that person stands there and, and presents themselves having superior knowledge, technical knowledge, product knowledge, they will start to talk to you about what are the time frames that you have for this money and how long can you leave the money in the investments for. 
And then what they do, and it's really just a cover your backside version of financial planning, is they try and do a risk profile on you. And all that they're actually doing is that legally in years to come that you would have no comeback on them saying that you didn't understand what what financial products that they're actually putting in front of you. So it's kind of got a lump sum of money. Can you give me extra returns? Yes, I can. I've covered my backside that you can't come and sue me later on. Lifestyle financial planning is different. And let's use the analogy of, of doing a jigsaw. And Rick, where would you start if we said we we're going to start a jigsaw today? How would you start the jigsaw? A jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Uh, you would you would probably get the four corners and then start looking for the side pieces. Okay, that's the normal answer to that. But the actual answer to it, the real answer is that you actually take out the box, you stand back and you have a good look at the box to actually work out. Even before you got to the corners, you had to work out which pieces were actually in the corner rather than just the shape of it. So looking at the picture. Looking at the big picture. And that's really where lifestyle financial planning starts off by being different to everything else. And what we start to do initially when we start to meet people is to try and get a sense of them, where they've come from and where they want to go to in the future. What, as a family or as individuals, what are their lifestyle goals like? What holidays they want to go on, what cars do they want to drive, how often they want to change them, what houses they want to live in, where are the kids going to go to school or to university, those sorts of things. Uh, What age would they like to retire at? That's the kind of questions that we would throw up at people initially. Okay, great. So tell me, then, what can someone expect from their first meeting with a lifestyle financial planner? We're trying to actually take them up to the top of a mountain, up very high, so they're actually looking down on their own life. And what we try to do in that first meeting is we try and get them to roughly draw out kind of the life that they want to lead and the trail that they're going to walk upon in their lives. And then what we're able to do with the software and the skills that we have is be able to plot that financially for them. And we can actually show them. In some people's cases, we're actually going to show what you're aspiring to do. You actually cannot afford to do it and will not be able to afford to do it. And you're going to run out of money, which is a big moment for a lot of people. And then for other people, we're actually saying to them, you can easily afford to actually do that. And actually, in your case, you could actually consider being even bolder in some of your lifestyle goals that that you have. Phew. Okay, so clearly these are very real conversations you're having with clients. And often they're not very easy conversations to have. But people are coming to you for this expert advice and being honest with them also shows them that you've got their back and you want the best for them and you're looking out for their best interests. And in a way, what's different here is that often when you go to a financial guy, you're just trying to make the money work as hard as it possibly can. Here, what we're trying to do is the money should work for you, and then your lifestyle should actually follow uh, in that. Yes, I hear what you're saying. It's a very powerful offering that you're giving clients. And in our view, lifestyle financial planning is so powerful, it's actually just financial planning done right. Where have you experienced the power of lifestyle financial planning? The first one has been watching people realizing for the first time that income isn't the driver, isn't the most important thing. 
So a lot of professionals, a lot of people in the medical fraternity actually have noticed this, have lived way beyond their means. And when we do the lifestyle financial planning and they tell us where the kids are going to school and the cars and the houses, because of what they're doing, they seem to expect that that's what that profession actually does. And suddenly they start to realize that they're actually living beyond their means and they're going to ultimately be dependent on their children later on. And they realize that they have to change their lives and quickly and work together. Yeah, so those can't be very easy conversations. Not everybody accepts that and it's a bit too scary a move for them. But many realize that they had a sense that they maybe were pushing it a bit too hard. And then they go and change. They go back into their lifestyle and we hand it back to them. And then they make those decisions themselves and then say, OK, this is what we've decided. Now, what does it look like? Okay, so that's one type of scenario that you've had to deal with. Can you perhaps share a couple more? The, the second one is, 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 for me, the odd one, is, is that people, some people are actually living very frugally, want to actually go out, but maybe something in their past is holding them back. Maybe their parents ran out of money when they were young or they had a, a very traumatic experiences. And when they say, I would love to drive that car, and we can actually show them and say, listen, you can afford that. Go, go there on Saturday. You can easily afford to buy that car or, or go on that holiday or go and see your kids in, in Australia every year rather than going every three years and go and see your grandchildren. It's trying to encourage people to do that. So they're, they're the two sides of it. Okay, that's really interesting. So do you have any other examples? Where I found it very powerful is when a couple are with us, one person is more in charge of the money and running the money, but that person dies. It's now to make sure that the non-financial person is comfortable in this process. And lifestyle financial planning is so brilliant in its simplicity because the power ends up in that person's hands again because they can control what they spend. They can make their lifestyle decisions Although they don't understand any of the market stuff and economic stuff and whatever, they don't need to. They know if I could, they can control what they can control, they're going to be in, in a very strong position. And I suppose the brilliant part of that is that they've, you know, they've met Veritas and they've worked with them and got to know them. So it's not being daunted and walking into a financial office for the first time. Yeah. And the other thing for us in our business, Rick, is, is like what we found is that all of the planners in our business give the same advice. Not just, you know, the format of the conversations are similar. They're different characters, which, which we encourage, but, but there's a consistency of advice through this philosophy of lifestyle financial planning. Clients, when they come across this, another planner, if the other one wasn't available, they get that comforting feeling that actually there's consistency and actually I'm dealing with a corporate, not just an individual here. Barry, just going back to that uh, behavioral getting somebody to spend some money on holidays or a car where they wouldn't normally do that. I mean, in your experience, is it powerful enough to make people change their behaviors? Or We've spent a lot of time in the last few years doing courses where, where we're trying to counseling courses where we're actually trying to help people to understand and to be able to tell us like what the issues are and, and what history that they have had over the years. So Barry, what can clients expect when going to meet a very tough financial planner for the first time? Um, look, Rick, the way in which we do it is, is we try and get people to talk about themselves. 
And if you're anything like me, uh, you don't mind talking about yourself <laughs> at all. So, um, so people, I think people quite enjoy the meetings. Uh, sometimes they're challenging, but they're actually they're very thankful. I find in general that you've actually you've challenged them and you've pointed out things that are that can actually have very long-term consequences, but they have enough time to change tact on it. What we're actually doing through lifestyle financial planning is we're actually going to hold up a financial mirror in front of somebody. And like any of us, if you stand naked in front of a mirror, sometimes it doesn't look too hot and not great. And sometimes it actually looks okay. Um, and, and that's really what is actually happening. So there is a bit of a moment where we actually put in all of these lifestyle goals and the life that the people want to live. And now will they be able to afford it? And it's, it's nearly like a roll of the drums kind of a moment. And suddenly it's kind of yes or no. And if the answer is no, then we as advisors, before we've even talked about the money, kind of hand it back to the client to say, listen, you can't afford to do that. Now it's a case you're in the trade-off zone. So now you, you need to have trade-offs. Like maybe you don't drive that car, you drive that car longer. Maybe you work a little bit longer. Maybe you cut back on the monthly spending. Maybe they don't go to that school or maybe they don't go bored at that school. You know, there, there are all sorts of different things. But really the client is completely in charge of those. And we will just give you the consequence, the financial consequences uh, of that. So they sound like really positive meetings. I can hear what you're trying to achieve is the very best client outcome. And people enjoy that. For the people who are in control, it gives them a great deal of comfort that they actually are in control of their own financial situation. Or they want, and if they're not, they want to get into that position. When is a good time to come and see a lifestyle financial planner? The whole savings industry is actually around time. The earlier, the better to do it, to get into a savings habit and those habits, and the earlier that you start to do those things, the, the power of that is, I mean, even it blows me away, to be honest. Um, and I've been doing this for quite a while. Yeah, certainly something that I've noticed is that quite a few of our clients have already got their children coming to meet with us, children and gr grandchildren coming to meet with us quite early in life and learning about investing themselves. So the parents want their kids to have good advice as early as possible. They want their kids to be kind of pushed as early as possible into good money habits and to give them a sense of how the big picture of financial stuff works as early as possible. Okay, Barry. So my final question to you is, what advice would you give to anybody listening if they wanted to start looking at their finances and getting their affairs in order? I think for me, what I've picked up over the years is probably 95% of people, 90 or 95% of people need a financial planner, need financial advice to remain disciplined and to push themselves through to end up with really good, comfortable retirements. And the starting point for this, for anybody, wherever you are, is to find a certified financial planner professional. So there's a professional designation in this. That's a very good starting point in South Africa that's held by the FPI, if you look up the FPI. Uh, the second thing that I would recommend is try and find people that believe in a concept called lifestyle financial planning. If you can find that, then I think you really are on, on the right road. Because lifestyle financial planning in the end is financial planning done right. The other thing that you should realize through lifestyle financial planning and hearing about it is that 
It doesn't matter whether you are a financial person or not a financial person. The great news is that you are actually in control. And the controllables are how you live your life. Because spending is much more powerful than saving. It, you know, the, the, the maths of it is, is quite an extraordinary thing. So you are in control. The lockdown and the coronavirus, which we've been through recently, has shown us that we can change our lifestyles. We can make changes, small changes, which will have significant differences to the outcome that we'll have later on in life. Thanks, Barry. That sounds like great advice. So thanks to everyone for joining us today. I hope that what you heard was helpful and that you will join us again for our next podcast. Bye for now. Veritas Wealth. Real people, real conversations. A place where money and life meet.